Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you stories that will inspire you, educate you, and give you hope. Of course, we all want some hope. I want to take and acknowledge and thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency located right here in downtown Chandler. Today, my guest is not just a guest, she's also a friend, and we worked on a project together. And her name is Coco Gonzalez, and we're going to actually title this My Second Chance because childhood trauma and things that happen in our lives we don't foresee giving us a second chance at stuff in life. Please help me welcome my guest today, Coco Gonzalez. Welcome. Thank you, Christine. It's a pleasure to be here with you. There's so much to you that I wanted to read it all, but I thought, you know what? No, let's just talk about it because you're an inspiration to many. Your backstory is even more inspiring. And having gotten to know you the way that we did on the ladies' retreat a couple of years ago that I had organized, and I was like, who are these ladies? But I'm so glad it worked out because now we have a friendship. Um, you and I were recently on a project called the Fortis Femina, the movie that's coming out in 2023. And this is a journey of six women of healing on their personal stories that they didn't think they were gonna get through. And yours is very unique. And that it has to do with childhood trauma. Yes, uh, that was like a big challenge for me to participate in this movie. Not only because our stories are true, uh, also because Nobody knows about this. My family just recently knows about this part of my story and that happened when I was around six to seven years old. So to open it up and let people to see that uh, was a little bit of struggle inside me. However, God told me that I needed to tell it what happened because that will prevent and help others. And also the things they needed to do to become from that experience and the challenge and the things they needed to do to be who I am now. And I feel that, you know, I'm, I'm not approve what happened. I never will approve something like that. I think it's wrong. However, that make me the woman that I am now, and I am so grateful for that. And the family they had, the children, the husband, and the people around me, you, uh, Fortis Femina, how I'm able to help in the community. Uh, is, that was not for all what happened. I will never hear, be here in the United States, even. And I don't know if you want to actually share what the trauma is. I don't like to put someone in a position that will make them feel uncomfortable. But you can if you want to give a little bit because it also has to deal with trust and then self-esteem and that carried into your adult life to where you had some issues that you had to work through, which is why we had this movie. We actually had to work through some healing that we've done through the years, but we had to go back and revisit those emotions, those feelings, those memories when we did the movie. Yeah. I. I was sexually abused when I was between six to seven. I exactly don't know because uh, I guess was very traumatized for me that my brain blockade that moment. 
And through the years that I was growing up, I was having those nightmares and waking up. And, and it seems we come to my mind, but I was not sure what was happening until later uh, I was asleep and I wake up to this dream and I kind of remember everything and I remember the fight I was having with this person because oh, actually was a, a family member mm -hmm. that was living with us in that time that they gave him the opportunity to go to school and my dad allow, uh, give you a home or a place to stay and was supporting this person and um, yeah, basically it's like waking up a nightmare and I just remember waking up and start crying because now I was understand so many things that I was not able to to know why I was having this anger inside of me, why I was so scared when a man was just trying to get close to me and all those things, right? That you don't know what is happening. It goes with the trust and then you said the trauma of something that when we're a kid we trust somehow we are instilled to trust adults to protect us, to care for us, to guide us. And then you had someone that was trusted in the family and had those, t those uh, titles, but they did not perform them that way. They yeah. took advantage of an, op an opportunity that they didn't have the right to, which in turn, as now you as an adult, you had to go through certain things Right. to get through. And not only that, also at the same time, my dad was very strict and we suffered a little domestic violence oh. at the same time. Oh. So I guess that, well, you know, because as a healing of this process and where the anger was having and I was like, oh my God, probably I was not able to forgive and now I'm able to forgive that person. Maybe I was having guilty and I was thinking why I was thinking when I was six seven why I never talk about it why I feel bad I never say anything so all those things that you know cool in your heart and make you insecure uncomfortable and I was not allowed to have boyfriends nothing like that independent of what happened so my dad was very strict and I forgot get also my family because I, I feel that part of the forgiving only was versus this person and also forgiving myself for no to know how to defend me but then I was you know five or six seven years how can I defend myself in that age but also to forgive my parents because they didn't provide me what I think a security place mm -hmm. for me you know to go to speak or just to prevent right so was it easy for you to make friends when you knew that you were actually going through something that maybe other kids didn't understand or they maybe didn't go through either? Because as kids, we, we hold a lot in. Yeah, uh, no, I was, my refugee was my sports. Mm. Yeah, I was feeling so happy and free and everything when I was playing basketball and tournaments and things like that, I think is when I was feeling, so I, I was no very social person, mm -hmm. and maybe that was the reason why, but I was happy, is I was able to go through my tournaments, to practice, and to participate in races, because I was running marathons, um, I, I was 17, so really I was not missing the social environment to go parties and things like that. No, my life wasn't focused on my sport, and I was happy with that. You've heard the term um, 
people have a vice, you know, to, to a weakness of some kind. When you talk about your sports, I already know, I roommated with you when we were doing the film for the 12 days that we did. And you, every morning, dedicate. it didn't matter how cold it was, if it was dark outside, which I didn't like that you were going, um, <laughs> you were out running and you still do. Yeah, and now I enjoy it, but I think in the past, probably I would go running because that bring me peace. And maybe I was so hurt inside that running bring me that security place and I was mm -hmm. able just to feel that energy and I was probably anger or frustrated with the things I didn't understand. Running and playing gave me that peace of mind that I was needing. You know, like now a lot of people goes to meditations mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. My place of peacefulness was my sport area. We always have to have something to go to, our safe place. A safe place, yeah. A safe place or where we can have an outlet of some sort. Well, and then now moving forward as an adult, you um, have a family of your own. Yeah, I had a family of my own. I had, um, with in my first marriage, I had three kids, well, three teen adults, and I was 29, 23, and one that is going to be 19, uh, December the 29. And I had a grandchild that's 14 months, and my husband has three kids in his own, so we had six total, plus two grandbabies. Big family, uh, big, big family. blended family. Yeah. So did that spark or trigger you when you had children of your own from the trauma that you had? Yes, because when I got married, I was not able to enjoy my sexual life, and I was thinking there was something wrong with me, mm -hmm. and I didn't know what was it, because mm -hmm. in that time, I didn't know yet mm -hmm. complete what happened, so I went to start uh, taking life coaching classes, I went to do some personal growth seminars, and to release this frustration that I didn't know where it was coming from until, you know, the nightmares continue more stronger and stronger and then I wake up like with the total reality of what happened and I was like, oh my gosh, so now what I need to do, so now I know what I, why I need to go get help, so there's nothing wrong with me, it's just my body, my brain are responding in defense to the trauma, to the trauma. Mm -hmm. and now that I know, well now I know where I need to go and ask for help and how I need to to deal with this. You talked about asking. And take it differently. Definitely, when you talked about, and I know the different programs, I did them myself, but not everybody feels that they can go and say, I need this. How I was desperate. I know that I needed okay. it. Okay. For me, when they told me about them, I was like, oh, I need to be there. That was, I needed this healing that was so deep and I was so hurt and I was so tired about it that when they told me, I didn't think about it. I just know that I needed to be there. Mm -hmm. And then when I went there, the first the first phase of the seminars, I wanted to take my family. My, so I, I take my three kids. David was eight and Diana was 14 and Rosario was 17. I took them to do the first phase of the seminars. Just because I wanted to know is I was no, 
and sometime in their childhood, maybe I was not a, the best parent. Mm -hmm. I wanted to they understood where mom was coming from mm -hmm. with their own traumas and things like that. And so I wanted for them to learn who really they are. And I was thinking that this seminars giving the opportunity to help them uh, for the foundation for the years to come. And I'm a believer only because this is something I've experienced as well as how many times I've actually sat down with people is we all have our own traumas and misunderstandings or no answers to questions we may have. Society gives us already this stuff and then we have stuff that we're carrying from generations before and it sounds like what you did is the same thing I did. I had my own domestic violence as a child and other things too and I never shared that and when I did share it I was told I was a liar and this is the first time I'm saying this um, and it was tough to be called a liar when you know what you went through and so like you said you're going through these things because you know you needed to be there you want to do something different and correct me if I'm wrong but you also said I'm, this isn't going anymore I'm breaking this cycle, I'm breaking this trauma, and my children are going to have a better life and feel better about themselves. I'm going to make sure that they know they are loved and they're not going to be harmed. Exactly, and also break the cycle of, I say, my kids are not going to experience the domestic violence that uh -huh. I experience, and I don't want to go through their kids and then go through their kids, because usually it's what happens. When somebody starts, yep. you're going to give it to the next generation, and then it's going to go da-da-da-da, mm -hmm. so I didn't want that. I say that no happen here, mm -hmm. they're gonna uh, raise their families in a different way mm -hmm. than why I was raised. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I still see my other brothers, they still, you know, they live in Mexico. I, here in the United States, where I was able to receive all the help because mm -hmm. I was looking for it. But uh, over there, there is not a lot of resources and help like it is here. Mm -hmm. So I still see my brothers younger than me, because I am the oldest, struggling in their own lives just because all this about domestic violence. You just made something very um, valid uh, that I didn't pay attention to. You know, it's, it's one thing when we talk about other countries, you are from another country, and we here in the United States, we're spoiled. We are absolutely spoiled with resources the ability to do what we want and make changes if we want to, and we do it. You just said that you're from Mexico and you're watching your siblings. They don't have that resource. Right. They are not going to have that resource because that's not a culture that has that or has a desire for those, I'm what I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. Wow. Things are changing, but also things are changing. But when I grew up, I never hear about drugs and things like that. Also, drugs are adding to those situations mm -hmm. over there, right? So that now they make things more tough. And that time was tough, and now it's tougher than tougher. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get a job, to get help, this and that, yeah. it's getting worse and worse. So yeah, to be here in the United States, to have the opportunity to give birth to my kids here in this country is a blessing. And I'm so thankful mm -hmm. because there is so many resources, there is so many things that you can do here that you're not able to do in other countries, you know, especially in the third world, because mm -hmm. I call my country. But I'm so proud to be from Mexico. I love my city. 
from Guanajuato, and that, but still, I'm so grateful that I'm here and they are here. You broke the cycle and they can be healthy and I have gotten to see your grandbaby and so has everyone else with everything and your children and you've done a great job Thank of breaking you. the cycle <laughs> and making sure that they were going to be happy and be successful. As a parent we want our kids to be successful and it is our job. We chose to have kids. It's also our choice to make sure that they're given the tools as best as we can. We don't all have the right tools. We can help. They're going to go through their own struggles, but it's our responsibility to make sure that they become the successful individuals that they deserve to be. Right. Yeah. And sometimes not only just to go to college is going to help with all that. I think, you know, like I had uh, the um, degree in pharmaceutical. Um, I had several certifications in wellness and nutrition. But I think the more important career that I have and that has been helping me is my faith to God because, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the one that always, always is one of my big healers and I'm so grateful. Um, but personal growth is the most important thing that somebody can do to your own health inside to know who you really are, where are you coming from, why you react like that, why you write with this hand, why you take a shower and you start from the head, why you go in this direction all the time and not take turns, and things like that. So it's not nothing like to know who you really are. Mm -hmm. So with that, you are able to understand others and make the relations, because this life is about relations, mm -hmm. no more about what you have, mm -hmm. and also, you know, to give, and a lot of people also want to give, they want to take to take, and I think it's very important to give. I think the ones that are the take to take is they haven't had something happen in their lives for them to know anything different. I always tell people we only know what we know until something else or someone else has been put into our lives to see that there's something outside of us. And I do that every you know time I sit here, and I truly feel blessed to sit and talk to each person that I do for the short amount of time that I do makes me feel more grateful in my life and say, okay, I still have choices too. And, and how I represent myself in the community. Which goes on to the next thing. You are an entrepreneur. You just mentioned about health, which is very, very important. Mind, body, and soul, as I just had myself being interviewed, that we, we are programmed in our minds and our bodies are programmed too to remember things. And so that also has to do with what's inside and what we consume in our health. And you are the founder of um, an Activist Distribution. What is that? Activist is the first epigenetic company in the world. And what I'm so fascinated about this company and the supplementation that they offer, because based on my experience in pharmaceutical and nutrition, the body needs is we put a scale from 1 to 10, or maybe from 1 to 100, 40% is nutrition, 40% is supplementation, and only 20% is physical activity. And that's how maybe you can have a longer, healthy life. Mm -hmm. um, so why a lot of people doesn't want to um, put effort in the supplementation? Because mm -hmm. sometimes maybe they don't have the resources, or maybe because Really, they don't want to put attention until it's too late and they are dealing with something and the body's talking and now you need to put attention. Also, people are so busy in their career to make uh, income for when they retire, 
then then later they are spending all the money to recover their health. So um, it's how I get involved with ACTIS because I really goes to the root why we get sick, how we can prevent, and that is unique. And I see so many people recovering themselves and getting their health back they really want. Mm -hmm. And they are so necessary. In my family, we all use our supplementation from Actis and I'm feel so happy to see an autistic and an ADD kid giving opportunity to adapt to society, to a family, to play with somebody, to learn. Because mm. what happened when the parents are not here? What is mm -hmm. gonna, what that kid is gonna do? Mm -hmm. So to see all those things, the how they are being able to change by the epigenetic area that I think is the future, mm -hmm. is why I'm so very, very passionate with, with this company. Yeah, and I was teaching indoor cycle, and people that knows me, they know that I love teaching cycle, because we c go to another trauma. <laughs> when I was 17, another I was, trauma I was okay. a rider a uh, bicycle, and I had an accident that usually, I don't know, you cannot see it here. So I was so traumatized to go on a bike that I never say I'm gonna go on a bike. And I end in teaching cycle. So you push through it. I push through it, mm -hmm. and I love teaching cycle. And um, I was teaching indoor cycle for 18 years, mm -hmm. and recently I had like two months that I'm not teaching it anymore, because mm -hmm. I am so passionate with the active part, and it's consuming me and things like that, and taking my time, but I'm, I feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And before, mm -hmm. I was not teaching cycle, I was not feeling fulfilled. And now, because I am here, I feel fulfilled. Plus the movie, plus you guys, plus 40 Ferdinand, so all that is fulfilling my life. I have to ask this, because we haven't actually talked about it. We filmed for 12 days in different conditions, and start day, it's 5 a.m., and sometimes it was done at 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning, and you were always up no matter what time we went to bed to, to do your running, and you did your supplements. We didn't actually get to interact with one another, even though we were all on set, because we were all doing our own thing at different times. Sometimes we had fun together, but you and I got some training as to how to be in front of the camera at different angles and the repeat, repeat, repeat. What was your experience about doing this movie with the fact that you had to do like the rest of us and bring back those feelings or go back into a time where you actually pushed through all that pain to where all the success that you just shared is a happier place? Give me, give me your input as to your experience on being the Fortis Femina movie. I well, I think I'm grateful for that. I was not expecting that I was gonna, you know, that my story was gonna be there, or this movie was gonna be created at all. Mm -hmm. And when we are doing the movie, and when I was sharing my story, I was feeling comfortable with that. I was not struggling. My struggle was like, I. I want to do it correctly, so we don't need to repeat it, repeat it <laughs> just because me. Uh -huh. I don't want to delay the process of the movie. I want also my English to be good so people can understand me. Mm -hmm. So that was my issues in my head. About telling my story, I was okay with it. Uh -huh. And then at the moment, because we prepared, mm -hmm. and it's how, for example, when I was preparing for the marathons, mm -hmm. 
So I think when you prepare for something, you are committed and you create good habits, that's gonna help you no matter what to get great results. And I feel making this movie is uh, proof of that because we prepared very hard. We did. We you know once a week we are there no matter what. We had a lot of things at home, mm -hmm. other stuff, mm -hmm. and we put it away so we can be prepared for this movie. And I feel that that preparation help to see the results in the camera, you know, uh, people was very proud about our job and things like that. And I'm so excited to see how it's gonna look or put it together. Me too, only because we were on the other side of the camera and you already know this too, that there were a couple of breakdowns, I was one of them, um, as character characters, but it's our real life. And that brought another bond for us all together. And um, re revisiting it, I don't know about you, but I feel better. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how to say that, but I feel better. Yeah, because now, yeah, that was like a put a seal to that yes. and move forward to yes. the next and just left the past, mm -hmm. it's done. Mm -hmm. You and threw so, us there because mm -hmm. people need to know. Mm -hmm. So many people dwell on the pain and the past and instead of trying to figure out how to not analyze it so much or, or resist what we're supposed to be doing, there's a sense of healing in it. Well, then you don't have to say, I don't have to keep revisiting this anymore. And I'm super excited to know that all of us came together to do this and we have not seen it because it's in editing that when it comes out in the very beginning of 2023, we get to see ourselves who, we are not actresses, and there's another couple of uh, real life gals in this film too. We're not real life actresses, but it brought us to a respect of not just one another, but the industry. And um, I wanna see how it gets put together and see how they made us look good. <laughs> and it's gonna change other people's lives. So what we do here is sharing a story, but this movie's gonna go way past that because it's a group of ladies and we're gonna have a message that's strong and I don't think we probably realize how strong that is and I'm glad we got to be a part of that project together. And people, you know, people knows that putting women together sometimes is can powering. be powering, yeah. can be hard, can be challenging. Yes. But uh, what I get from this movie was more strength, like, you know, put me more strong to know you because we even we share the same room so and talks and things like that mm -hmm. so i uh, i feel more connected with you with mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. more in this group and i have more appreciation for what i have mm -hmm. and more value with who i need to be mm -hmm. around and just being thankful thankful for for what i have for my family my husband so yeah more grateful to be here today, you know, sharing this part of the story. Mm -hmm. And thank you for, for allowing me to be here. Absolutely, and this is just a small part. Like I said, we did 12 days of all of this. And even though we were 12 days sharing the same room and doing a storyline, we didn't always interact, but we got to watch one another and to see what you went through because we didn't really know each other on that level. We knew of our stories as much as we would share or like when we had the retreat a couple of years ago, it was just touched upon. Here, it was completely written out. We did the table reading, I think four times, and it was changed different times because the, 
the message wasn't clear to, we're gonna give Betty Ramirez that credit. Betty Ramirez is the founder of Fortis Femina, an a group of ladies here who we empower and help in the community on so many levels that she brought us all together because she saw what we could give and this is her legacy but at the same time it's also ours so she had a vision and she wanted to make sure that not only was it her legacy but our stories were going to be giving the message that other women needed to hear and to see. Yes I think Betty was seeing something in us that the world needed to know Yes, and um, I'm happy for that. I am too. And I just want to say that no, never, never left something to stop you and always no. go for what you think is right and for your dreams. Mm -hmm. And always ask help. You mm -hmm. know, people is here for helping. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel that nobody's going to listen to us. That is what happened in my, you know, when this happened. Mm -hmm. Who's going to listen? Who's going to believe me this is happening? Or who cares? Or who cares? Right? Yeah. yeah. Who cares? <laughs> well, this movie is going to show that there's going to be a lot of people that care because we were vulnerable enough to put ourselves out there and revisit something. So I'm going to say there's going to be a lot more who cares, and I'm glad that you did that than what we thought, not sharing it all along. It was very healing. So I have a final question. Okay. So if, if I didn't already know you and experience the things that we have done, and I only had one question to ask you to know the type of person I think you would be, it would be this question. What message would you like to leave everyone based on your journey of your life? You know, I saw so many people recently going away, going with heaven, going with God. And I feel God put us here on earth with a purpose. No matter what, what is the purpose? No matter what are the circumstances that you're going to have in life, there are just challenges. But God never is going to put us something that we are not able to handle. I think he always puts something that even though we think that, you know, we are, don't have solutions or we are struggling or we are dying or, or we don't have nobody, always, always there is a purpose there because that struggle is going to make you be better and better persons all the time. And as you are getting better and better inside, you're going to be able to get better to the world. Because, you know, some, you have to, and you have that option. You can choose who you want, what you want to do in life. You want to go in this area, you want to go in this area, you want to take and do good, or you want to go and do bad. So it's always a choice. No matter what circumstances there are in the past, where you live, where you are coming from, always there is a choice. Mm -hmm. And is you really love who you are? Because was the first thing they needed to learn was to forget and love myself. And with that, when you love yourself, you're able to give love to whatever is coming around you, your people, the circumstances. And with that, we are able to make a transformation in this life and the people around us. That was very powerful, and I 100% agree with you. It, there's a point that you'll get in your life where you just say, no more, I'm done. I don't want to be this person anymore. And we're not born with an instruction manual like we can put furniture together right. that says put this piece here and then the end result is going to look like this. Right. We're constantly re either inventing ourselves or going through different struggles or questioning ourselves on, like you said, what's our purpose? Is there a purpose? Because there are some people that don't believe that there's such a thing. And so we do have that choice. And that includes the traumas that have happened in our lives that we don't have to stay in that pain. And we have the right 
to be happy, to find love, and to do what our heart desires. Right. Thank you, Coco. Thank you. I'm so glad that you did this with me. I was like, I'm not sure, but I'm so glad you did. And I loved roommating with you because we were so easy. It was so easy. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, you are the best, best <laughs> buddy that I was having. I mean, I was so easy. I mean, I was, yeah. Was it was a perfect. great experience. That was perfect. I look forward to where this comes um, and goes for other people. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to my studio sponsor, the Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency located right here in downtown Chandler. If you have a story you want to share, know someone who has a story, or you're a nonprofit in your organization, excuse me, your community, making a difference in your community, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well, and you take care.